1: What's up, creators? This is John, and you have once again come across the Sketch Podcast. I am here, as always, with the eminent Robert Hickey and Bill Nichols, and we have a whole lot to talk about this weekend. Uh, This time out, we are going to talk about how to set up your studio. Actually, that's going to be a multi-part conversation, but right now, uh we want to talk a little bit about some of the podcasts we've listened to and for that i think we'll start off with bob
0: hey yeah well i guess we got an announcement to make sort of too. here is that uh, i guess officially we're going to be part of the comicrelated.com's podcast family spoke with chuck we'll have a, a website over there start letting the uh people come to comic related know about our podcast and um, I'm excited. I think it's great. It's happening sooner than I thought it would, or had hoped. So, it sort of got me looking at other podcasts more urgently, and seeing what some of the more popular ones doing. So, I did listen to the related recap that Chuck and John and you, Brant, I believe, right? Uh, do that?
1: Yes, uh, usually it's me, Chuck, and Brandt.
0: I listened to a couple of those, which I usually do. I just had gotten out of the routine lately. Enjoy the, the, uh the podcast the uh the way it was put together and then i listened listen to i fanboy and i happened to listen to one that was episode 250 and wow i don't know what kind of hits they're getting but i know they're they are they get a ton of hits but it, it's different what was their what was their they topic picked, this time Do they you picked remember? one comic and i couldn't even tell you what that comic was they they spent more time drinking to celebrate their two hundred and fiftieth issue. And they spent it was long. It was a long podcast and they spent more time um answering their emails and stuff like that, which is cool. You know, right. I like that part of it. And that's sort of the things I was looking for, is what are they doing, you know, how are they handling it? It's sort of it's funny that we've sorta of fell into some some of that. So doing a little research. We're gonna to have to step it up now that um we're gonna officially with Comic-related. Make sure we uh, present ourselves and them very well. So that was my podcast stuff. Bill, if you're not listening to them, you need to download a few. Um, when you're inking, they're good to listen to.
1: No, there are a bunch of really good ones out there. Re- um, we're really good friends with the guy from Comic Geeks.
0: I gotta listen to that. I haven't listened to them.
1: Yet. Yeah, theirs is uh, theirs is more conversational as mm-hmm. well. Uh, the way I fanboy is. Um, and, uh, they're just sort of, you know, they're just a really funny, great bunch of guys, um, that, uh, we kind of hang out with at cons when we go there. Um, there's, uh, gosh, there's a couple more and I'm completely blanking (laughs) right now. There's a lot that are very genre related too. um, like there's a doctor who one that's completely, all they talk about is doctor who it's called radio free scar. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's a good one to listen to if you're uh, into Doctor Who stuff. Right. So, yeah, uh, and of course, you know, uh, when Tech TV died and became G4, mm-hmm. uh, Leo Laporte kind of went off onto the computer, and now he does regular podcasts, regular, you know, technology podcasts right. that, uh, that are extremely popular. Oh, cool.
0: Cool. Now, is so, that just
1: yeah there's a lot of stuff depending on what is that better. like him
0: solo I'm Is sorry? that like him just talking solo about tech uh, stuff or
1: yeah I think he does interviews too okay. um I think he takes you know calls and questions and you know essentially what he was always doing on on uh tech t v mm-hmm. yeah but you know now it's become more of a more of a uh, you know computer literally computer based sort of thing right. so
0: well, I know a funny thing
1: pretty cool. is that um,
0: this podcast only really runs over an hour with the three of us chatting. And uh, I recently cut one for the yeah. site, claysway.com, that I was, said, oh, well, I'll do a solo one. Now we're that sucker up in eight minutes. I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to start planning these out <laughs> a little bit better. Yeah, it's amazing when you're by yourself. You're uh, really going to have to have a script, yep. a plan, everything organized. Because if not, you can just blow through your thoughts quick or... Maybe I don't have very many thoughts. Okay, change of subject here. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, it was always kind of funny because we didn't always do the recap together. It used to be in three parts, Uh and we would each do our parts separately. So, yeah, my own little part, even, you know, with my my constant editorializing on the stories I was uh, talking about, was still, you know, much more... I guess concise would be the nice word for it. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, just our gab sessions,
2: which people prefer the gab yeah. sessions. If you want I to, I like the, the
0: conversationalist. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
2: I you mean, play uh, off other people mm-hmm. though. So exactly. Well, yeah. I think that's and that goes off in tangents.
0: Yeah, we do that a lot. Well, I think that's
2: well, that's its own four podcast for well, you. Well,
0: you guys are sort of crazy over there. Um, well, yeah. I, I think the cool thing about this is you've got three friends who've been doing this for a long time, and we have a focus on sharing our art. So that's sort of where this podcast, I think, is building its own niche. So, okay, and what is yeah. let's see, let's start off with what we're going to discuss this week.
1: We are discussing how to set up your workspace, um, you know, how to set up your studio. Or if you don't have the room to commit to the studio, how to set up a dedicated area for you to do your work. Cool. So you have set up many a studio (laughs) in your life. I know Bill has set up many, many studios in various locations in his life. So I dare say you both have some really good insights on this.
0: That's sort of funny because in the past two years, I've set up one, two, three. I've been in four locations, and I'm waiting for the office to get finished to finally settle into a home office to do all this out of. So, it'll be five within two and a half years. Yeah. Um, A lot of moving. Actually, most of my office right now is inside of a pod, and I have a basic setup here at the house in a spare bedroom, but it's also shared with everything else that my wife puts in here. and. The weekly right. comics are getting piled higher and higher and on top of scanners. And, you know, when I first set this up, the wife says, uh, I have three computers set up in here working in a space that is about a five by eight. She said it looked like NASA. Well, now it looks like NASA <laughs> with about two months with the comic books piled on top of it. <laughs> so not a whole lot of room. Well, yeah. but that's just a computer yeah, not, stuff.
1: Yeah, Right. Not your last store, but the one prior, the larger yeah, the one. Store. I was always real surprised how small your office was back there. Mm. Because, you know, you've got that, uh, you know, must have come across on the Mayflower drawing yeah, table. Yeah,
0: you like that drawing
1: table? In there, you know, that, oh, that thing is I bought, huge, I bought man. that it's,
0: at an like, auction at a tech school. And it was funny because my yeah. wife was working there. So all the teachers and everybody uh-huh. knew I was coming in just to buy that table. Nobody would bet about it yeah. against me. I got it for 20 bucks. Yeah, nice. It's a huge...
1: That's incredible. Yeah, that thing made. looks like it was made out of... Yeah. yeah. Looks like it was made out of a single Sequoia yeah. or something.
0: But I I guess the funny thing at the big store was I knew how much I was paying for square footage there. And uh-huh. I was like, my office loan is going to cost me $500 a month, you know, for this little office. Wow. So, um yeah. It's just I couldn't justify a whole lot more than what I had, which wasn't a whole lot more than what right. I had at the uh, the store previously. Bill, you're working at your house right now, correct? Right. And we were just previously discussing how your art area is set up separately from your computer area.
2: Well, mostly that's a um, an outlet situation. Okay. Uh, circuit breakers and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So at some point, if I can get my... Uh, brother, in here, maybe to help me uh, reconfigure things. Then I won't be in a position where I can. Or if I get an iPod <laughs> or something, you know, then then I just clip it there on go. and yeah. go. I can ink and... and walk away, right? Or go out and mow, yeah, uh, you... or you know, do something. But yeah, <laughs> uh, right now it's just it's set up for necessity. It's not really the way I want it. Eventually it it will be, but it involves a lot of moving and reconfiguring and stuff, but it works for what it is now. So
1: yeah, I have a similar problem, Mm -hmm. you know, because I've, I finally found a place in the house that, you know, is going to be completely dedicated to being my office, but the two problems with it right now is one, it's the only room in the entire house without air conditioning. Oh. So it's too bloody hot to sit in there right, right. now. Right. Yeah. Secondly, there. my yeah, uh, yeah, I remember your basement studio very well, Bill.
2: Oh no, the <laughs> basement was fine because the yeah. air conditioning and the, the furnace were right there. So.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Know,
2: so I was good to go. Uh, it's right now that's the you know kicker.
1: Yeah, the second thing, my entire computer setup that I do, you know, this, that I do podcasting, that I do comic related from, is three rooms away from my studio space. And right now, there's just no room and, you know, it's too unbearable to sit in there until it gets cool enough, you know, to actually put everything together. Plus the fact that I'm on, you know trying to get rid of a whole lot of floppies, mm-hmm. a, you know, a whole lot of single-issue comics uh, at the Champion City Con. So come on down and pick there them you up. Go. But, nice plug. You know, that that too. Uh, yeah, thank you. I'm here all <laughs> week. But, uh, you know, it, trying to get all that together has been kind of a little tough. Right. Because I finally, you know, after all these years and after annoying my poor uh-huh. wife with my comics piled in different rooms, you know, I finally managed to get most of it all in one space.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm building an office, so um, space is is not a factor because it's, uh, it's, we actually mm-hmm. have an unfinished basement in this house. I've been cleaning it out, and it's going to be f- totally finished. Um, it's going to have a, a good size office, and then there's a quote-unquote what my wife calls boys' room. But truthfully, it's going to also be a meeting room, a, uh, gaming area for the guys, you know, for my boys or for the family or whatever. So, um, my kiss up for her is I just recently found out that she really loves pinball. So I will be purchasing a pinball machine here to justify the boys' room. And that's not boys' room as far as bathroom. Um. So I've been really thinking about the office, and in this office, I'm going to have a one area that is for art. One sec, one one side of it is going to be for art, and there's going to be the humongo art table, as you said, that sucker's like four foot long, three foot mm-hmm. tall. It's huge. Um, along with
1: how heavy uh, is that thing? Well, luckily,
0: it breaks down to three pieces, so it's not bad oh, okay, when you good. break it down. But yeah, you do not want to try to move right. it without breaking it down. I'm going to have actually water in a sink area right there next to it for cleaning out brushes, for cleaning out airbrush, for whatever I need water water for. Um, And then I'll have a set of cabinets and and bookcases there for original artwork and supplies and stuff. On the other side, because of this podcast, um, because a, a future project we've been talking about is the video cast, is um, I'm setting up a small art table that I have set up with lights and a video camera just for taping artists to come in and do video oh, tutorials. Nice. And right off from that is going to be a round table to do the podcast off of. Like I said, I have three, four computers, so setting up individual computers isn't right. isn't a problem. And somewhere in there is going to be the whole desktop, my whole desktop area, you know, multi-scanners and tablets and stuff so um, probably be right dab in the middle of everything Luke and I are going to start playing around with doing a um, sort of like this podcast but an art show like a radio show for an hour and he wants to come in and run it with me so the concept is that we both have mics or if somebody stops by or in the area and they want to do an interview you know but I'll have dual mics set up so you Mm. can actually sit there and do podcasting or taping um, That's the plan. Now, it's going to take a lot of space because I still need a ton of bookcases for all the books and art supplies and original artwork and everything else that I have collected over the years. Uh, good thing yeah. it's got a decent sized basement in it. The boys room might get smaller and smaller as I need more and more space for my office. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah.
1: You might take over the entire boys yeah, room.
0: It might just become dad's office downstairs. That's I good. think some things to really think about is what you're gonna do in your office,
1: yeah, I was gonna say we probably need to break it down as into what people what do you need you know what should you really have in your office to make it a functional area for you to create create right.
0: art? Well, I know right now what I have quote unquote as an office is just the computers and scanners and tablets in one room if I'm doing artwork. Right. I take over the kitchen just until, you know, I get everything moved. So right. what's important to me to be able to sit down and do is is the digital, is the computer. So that was more important to get set up than to try to slide a table in here, which would have been impossible. I've been yeah. at other places where I've set an office where it was important I had a table. So I somehow fitted that humongo table along with my desktop and everything into an area that's smaller. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you need to consider... Are you going to do digital work there? Then, you know, like, like Bill said, you got to make sure you got enough electric. You got power surges and protectors on everything. Um, and, and, you know, that you can, you have what you need. You got internet connections and everything. Set it up. If you're going to do hands-on illustration there, where are you going to need? You're going to need water. You're going to need sink. because um, if you're illustrating, except for penciling, I guess, but still would be nice. Right. Um, if you're inking, washing, painting, anything like that, it's nice to have something convenient, a water source that's convenient. Um, we're kind of off business office. Wow. You just pop that anywhere, I would believe. A desk, a computer. I don't know. My wife's wanting one, maybe. Uh, about yeah. talking to her in a, taking a garage that we have here and converting it into an office to run the Clay'sway stuff out of, so but and i get my office i get my night. office first though right but yeah i would think you need to decide what's important for you and what you're trying to accomplish in that area is it is it a day job okay if it's a day job right. you don't want to be stuck in a dark corner in a basement with no visible outlet to outside i wouldn't want to anyway i shouldn't say you don't want to some people are fine pick a room in the middle of the house throw it in there they're good all day long. Even here, as yeah. small of an area I have, I have a window straight out my backyard. I got an acre out there. So I, I can look straight out that back window right there. I can see the squirrels, the deer, or whatever's walking around out there. Um, I like that. It gives me, a, if I stress relief, if I'm just sitting here working on something that's not working, I can just stare outside for a minute and just, you know, shake it. Now, the big office that you were talking about, My office Mm -hmm. was totally enclosed. No windows or nothing. That bothered me more than probably any other office I've I've stayed at. I find myself constantly walking out of that office to get that relief. So I was actually... However...
1: No, I was going to say, however, for some people that might be, that might have been ideal because it limits the distraction.
0: Well, yeah, but... For me, what added distractions to it was having the comic shop up in front. So I was,
1: well, yeah, the constant ding, ding, ding of the door. Well, it was just me yeah. constantly
0: walking away, talking to customers. And for I know uh-huh. I was I was out of the office for two hours when I had paid employees right. there to take care of the store. I didn't even need to be there. And so it was yeah. it was uh, this isn't working out. So honestly, since I moved back in partially into the house, I've gotten more work uh-huh. done. I have not since we moved out of the uh, the original store two years ago, right? Two and a half years ago. So, but yeah.
1: Well, Bill, you're a hands-on
2: artist. What do you need in the studio? Well, the the one you were talking about that was in the basement. Uh, yeah. Surrounded by comics, I don't know. Somehow that was comforting, and if I ever just wanted to take a break, I could because I had a a sofa there, and I could just sit and read for a while and uh, I had plenty of light I had you know my music if I needed to listen and i I need that I hate quiet I really do I'm you know I'm okay with it but as far as working because my mind's going all you know it so many different directions at one time like in college I did better work in the student grill than I did in the library I would get the books at the library and then go to the student grill because all that static or all that commotion around me uh, forced me to have tunnel vision toward whatever I had in front of me and I I'm still that way and uh, you know having music on helps TV doesn't help TV's too distracting but I have a TV up here so I mean it's it's a multifunctional room but you know I, I at some point I will have shelves and that's really the the biggest thing right now is if I had shelves up, I would have, you know, what trades I have and some of the art books that I have up. And um, once again be surrounded by, you know, if I want to take a break or if I want to draw inspiration mm-hmm. from, you know, some of the books that we have. Like one of the books I really, really love, and I did a review in in sketch a couple of issues ago was the book from Dark Horse. Uh, that showed a 100 artists uh, in their studio or their workspace or Mm -hmm. something like that. I love that book. And, uh, I mean, to me, that's just awesome because it sort of gets you in the mind of um, an artist or it it kind of puts you in that frame of mind where you can sort of visualize that artist in their workspace. And it kind of goes with uh, the whole idea of not just knowing how somebody uh, does an illustration or paints a certain way or whatever, but it's why. Why do they choose this at this time and why do they do do this line? Um, why do they go through this kind of process and maybe it has something to do with having windows and they can see out and they're inspired by nature. And it sort of gets you in the that artist head a little bit, you know. And uh um, but I love that book and I I had couple of years ago when i took over sketch i wanted to do that um show some of the different artists in their studio or show some of the studios and tim Townsend sent me pictures of his and he's since redone it um i mean it looks awesome
0: mm-hmm.
2: so and it is him right. so uh and there were a couple other people and um i mean they were all different and they're all equally awesome and uh, yeah I, I just think that's that's an added benefit to see how somebody else works. I wouldn't want somebody to see how I work. It's you know, just cluttered, but, you know. And it's like I said, it's not it's not ideal, and it it won't be ideal until I get those other things done. But some people have a some artists I've seen have sofas in their mm-hmm. studio, so if they need a nap, it's right there. <laughs> I've seen a lot of sofas. Yeah. So uh, I would probably have well, a lot of those
0: guys have games too, and, video games, so they'll. They'll yeah. get away from the drawing board or computer and kick back on the sofa and play some video games. You now, okay. my ultimate, I always said, well, was that- the header of bluelinepro.com where I put that force across there with all those little windows. One day, I want a studio that has nothing but windows out to a big force. Right. Just woods, yeah. peaceful.
1: You need like a big bay window. Just not
0: multiple windows. I don't care, but just one whole side of the studio, nothing but windows, and just nothing out there but forest. I just, uh, nice. that's that's ten years. I'm going to the lake. So, come nice. on, listeners, listen to these podcasts. I gotta get going. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: you gotta get it on that yeah.
0: lake. Well, I once saw a picture of Bernie Wrightson, and his has got big windows. At least the one they had photographed him in, and I'm like, wow, that's just. To me, I think your studios are around how you were you grew up. Needless to uh-huh. say, I grew up down on a farm or a small little town, lots of open space, lots of, that's where I feel my most relaxed, my most creative, I feel, in that atmosphere. I mean, I'll go out back and sit. Like, I had a problem in a current story that I'm writing. Um, the editor came back to me and says, you know, this one little, the one little thing won't work. I'm like... Yeah, but the alternative I really don't like. So, you know, I sort of went out back and just, you know, was running the whole story through my head. It was real peaceful back there. It was early, and, wow, it just started clicking. And not only did it click, but a huge section of that whole story theme concept started clicking from that point. So it was amazing. So that that's what I like. I like myself. I like open space. Now, you know, people who grew up in cities, they may not need that. Yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to say. They may not need that.
1: Yeah, I'm a city kid. Uh, having all those woods around me would freak
2: me <laughs> out.
0: Bears, big bears.
2: Big bears out there. Yeah, I am too, though, but, you know, living in the, having lived in uh, rural. Right. You know, if I had my choice, to be honest, I'd, I'd go to the countryside. I would have a house that had that studio, but uh, having, at some point, uh, sort of sketched out what my studio would be if i were to design a house it would have open windows inside where i could sort of keep where it wasn't totally open where i was you know somebody else was watching but where i could see my on right. really and that was
0: right you know,
2: and then you sort of felt like you were, you know you could be part of it but you were you still had the isolation that you needed to concentrate on what you' were doing so right. uh, but yeah i'd go for the and plus there was a deck mm-hmm. you know just for like bob said because a lot of times i just walked around our yard. I did it for health, you know, just, just, to, you know, for ac- for exercise, but that for a while there, that right. became my uh, daily devotional kind of, uh, and I had a lot of good ideas doing that too. So and I worked a lot of mm-hmm. problems out, but I can't really do it that around here. Um, while I'm living in town. So right. I would definitely too pick the country. Yeah. Yeah. And, and neighborhood dogs and, and what have you, and too much traffic. So, yeah, I would would definitely go for the country. A little bit, uh, the best of everything, really. I mean, best of both worlds. You know, activity inside, but, you know, outside, you know, whatever.
0: I've always said, as long as I got UPS cable, I'm good. (laughs) You know?
1: And good Chinese delivery. Yes.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I might give that up if it means getting farther out in the woods, but... Yeah, I mean, with the internet nowadays, that's, that's, you know, working with creators, working with you guys, you know, we're not all together. We're split up. Yeah. Um, what? <gasps> well,
1: that sort of brings did up Did I a just break? break? Uh, we're not in the break? same room? <gasps>
0: did I just start? You just destroyed oh, the magic. I'm sorry. Um,
1: we're sorry, listeners, yes. that you destroyed the magic of podcasting.
0: We're all in the same little we don't room. Don't all
1: sit in the same room. <laughs>
0: It make Bill sit completely. in
1: a little box so he sounds like he's far yeah. away. It's true, yeah. but that does—it's true. It's really true. Let him out of the box. Please. Um, that does bring up a question though. Um, now with the internet, I remember Bill had some, but I know you, Bob, had a million reference books. Yeah, I still do. Lining walls, sit one. I time. have even more. With the internet, is all that necessary now? Yeah, it's...
0: There again, I think it depends on the artist and their age. In the future, future artists, no. And still, I do a ton of my research and everything on the internet, but, man... Um, Uh actually I'm going to start writing some art book reviews for sketchmagazine.net and something about holding a whole hardcover of Adam Hughes artwork from his early DC work to his end is just amazing to hold it and look at it and look at the, the flatter coloring that they did earlier. And now this painted Photoshop work he does now, it's just, Mm -hmm. ah, it's just the books, the reference books. And you're right. I mean, I'll walk through and I'm like, cool, that's a book on force. That's Wow, that's pretty. I'll pick it up, you know, because at some point in time, I might yeah, need something like too. that. Um, I probably do a little less right now because I really don't have enough space to put them. But boy, when I get that new office built, ooh, we gonna have all kinds of space till I fill it up. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's the reference books and stuff. You need to allow time, you know, and space for them because you're gonna need them if you're an a artist. You're gonna need some reference, and and don't get me wrong, a lot of that can be done on the internet. If you're an inker, you want to look at how other right. people are inking, especially if you're just starting off, you're gonna need samples of their work. You're gonna need samples in your hands. You're gonna need samples of their work blown up to the size that you're doing your work, you know? So there again, do you have a copier in your office or a scanner that will blow out and print eleven by seventeens or it's something we can talk about is how to get around that. I just thought of a way to get around it, but we'll save that for another podcast. If you're gonna ink and you like the you know the the line quality and and the style and everything that another inker is doing, you're gonna to have to see their thickness. And I'm stating that because I just recently inked, and Bill and I was talking about this the other day. I haven't inked in a while. I've been moving businesses and selling businesses and offices. I not inked in a while. I grabbed a brush, and wow was I shaken! I was shocked. I mean. In all the years I've inked, I've never had a problem sitting down inking with a tool. So I had to put the brush down and get the quill out. But then with a quill, you get right. so much thinner. It's just natural to ink thinner. So I had to really pay attention to the thickness of my lines and, and look at some other other work out there, make sure I was pulling off thick enough lines. So, yeah, colors, you can get a lot of that on the computer, but still having some product, looking at th- things that are made in print. So... Yeah, I think you need, when you build your office, you need a lot, an area for uh, reference books and tutorials. And uh, it's, it's get real. We're all talking about comics here. We all love comics. Digital comics are coming, but yeah. we got to have print comics in our hands, too. You can't have your wife sell them all, John.
1: No, no. I'm, trust me. Everything I'm getting rid of in soft cover is coming back in graphic
0: right. novel. <laughs> yeah, and that's.
1: You know, all the single issues I may be getting rid of are definitely returning in compilations.
0: That's sort of what I've done. Um, I keep the floppies of the books that I figure DC may never collect. There's some Legion runs right. that I don't know how they would collect it because the storylines are so twisted and long. And and there's some Nightwings that they didn't collect no. and then now they're not going to go reprinting yeah. the graphic novels either. So I don't. So, yeah, there's certain right. things like that that I'll keep and, you know, on Floppy. Oh,
1: yeah. There's some, you know, there's some I'll never sell. Like, I have the full run of Starman and Floppies. Mm-hmm. I've got all the graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Now I'm buying all the omnibuses. Mm-hmm. So You, know, you like I'm, that story a little bit? I have definitely drunk. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that story a little bit. So I've definitely drunk the Kool-Aid as far as Starman goes. Right. You know. I'm getting everything that comes out, but and there's a few like that, you know. There's uh it's just one of those major runs that really spoke to me, and I, I kind of like a run that has a finite mm-hmm. end, you know. Even though
0: there's a Starman um, on Justice League right now, right? The blue alien dude with the, with the uh, jewel in his chest or something, um, Michael.
1: Yeah, yeah, actually yeah. there is, and he really kind of came to his own in. In the, you know, the regular right, series. Right. So, I like that. I read it
0: sporadically.
1: He's not my favorite The Justice League right, right now, right. you know. But... I read it sporadically. I'm much more
0: on Gorilla. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Congarilla. But, um, yeah, I've been picking up those hardcovers, too. So, I've been enjoying reading them. So I haven't oh, yeah. read them all. And I love Tony Harris's work, too.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I really like... James Robinson's writing. I really like Tony Harris's art. Now he's got so, an kind of art book. You know, having them both in the same place like I that. I got to check
0: and see if his art book ever came out. I know it was scheduled, but I don't remember getting it. So,
1: I figured it'd be... Oh, I'd love mm-hmm. to see that.
0: He was talking to me, yeah. lat, not this past Charlotte, because I didn't make it, but the Charlotte before about it. Is that right. he, Bill, he's want, he wants to be interviewed on Sketch. To uh, promote right. his Ooh. art book. So, yeah, that might be our... Fr- Maybe not only get nice. them on an the issue sketch, but also cut part of it for the um, interview podcast. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so yeah, back to studios. You got a lot of room for uh, books, reference materials. Cool thing is, comics is they make these um, comic houses now. You can buy like short boxes that slide inside a drawer. Mm-hmm. I guess they're called drawer boxes. Shoot, you stack enough of those up, you can put an art table on top of them. Multi-purpose. Story True. comics and draw on them, and I actually plan on using some of those housing for in my office to build an area. Just so the nice thing is they slide; they slide in and out, easy reference, easy to get to certain if you're looking yeah. for.
1: They're much more like a almost a paper file cabinet. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, it's just like what they are, and uh, the new ones are a lot better yeah. braced up, so you can stack them four or five high, and they don't get all wicked and twisted and stuff. But, yeah, they, they work real nice in an office. But, uh, hey, we just built a studio. Hmm.
1: Nice. Next time, we definitely need to go into uh, storage for your supplies.
0: Let's do it now. Like what?
1: You know, I was, I was thinking, uh, I've seen different people's studios. Some people have everything, like, meticulously Put away you know everything has its own little spot um there are tons of things out there like uh i've seen really cool drawer systems Mm -hmm. for artists Mm -hmm. little multicolored things on wheels uh you know that you can put different things in so i guess what works best for you guys do you need to be able to see everything you have right in front of you while you're doing your work or are you one of those people that can use a product put it back grab the next one use it put that back you know what what works best for you
2: (laughs) yeah i know what you mean i think when i'm in the groove i I know where everything is and i know Mm -hmm. my stuff by touch as far as the you know if it's a curve or a ruler or whatever you know Right. Usually, it's right there. And if I, if I had something around my t- table, my drawing table it would be, a, say, a drawing table with maybe a, a small drawer system, you know, on top of it for some of the flat stuff, just to keep it, you know, sort of organized but out of the way. Really, I don't know. That I guess that's just me. Maybe it's other people.
0: Well,
2: what say you, Bob? Well,
0: like for me. Go ahead,
2: John. Yeah, or, or John. Bob. Go ahead, I'm John.
1: No, I was saying, you know, for me, having all those pins and stuff laying out might be too much visual confusion. Really? But then again, I have to wonder, you know, just laying out on the table while I'm working. Um, but then again, I also have to wonder if how much time I would lose looking for pins, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it kind of begs the question, do you set everything out beforehand or... Do you run with inspiration, jump right in, and, you know, grab things as you need Right.
0: It. Well, I'm sort of a slightly organized, slightly, I need it as a visual. I have a, a good size yeah. art tub. You guys probably seen me toting it around to the shows. And it has some big drawers. Mm-hmm. And each drawer is broken down either by watercolors or, you know, pastels, colored pencils, and then the other big, drawer is uh inking all the pens and the washes and the brushes and everything and then there's a couple little things on top for penciling and, and erasers and stuff this is my box that i tote everywhere i go i went on vacation this box went with me i inked three pieces on vacation um so everywhere i go this is like my the family knows there's got to be a corner available for dad's art box now uh, the, when the dad yeah. and that huge table we talked about set up for some reason, when I'm doing collar work, I want to see everything I have available for me. So I have a shelf across the top of it, and I have all my, mar- my Copics, my watercolors, my Copic airbrushes, my original airbrushes, my, my uh, airbrush paints, my watercolor pencils, everything. Because I'll be working on a piece. I, one of the last pieces I did was that Obi Kenobi for my brother Mike. You'll probably see me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was just working on stuff, and I go, oh, what if I took that colored pencil and used this gouache and, and just just experimenting with it? And I think that encourages me to try a lot of different things if it's all right there. Because if not, and I only had my Copics out, right. I would have just did a marker piece, and that would have been done. And, and I would have walked away from it. No, I probably right. would have been happy. But by it not being there, I was I used gouaches and, and markers and colored pencils and— you just I used all kinds of stuff on it. So visually, you'll see my art table will have all the markers and stuff around it. But then my stuff that I use probably the most is actually better organized into the art tub. Um, right. I have no clue why. Every time I set up my art table, I set up my airbrush. And I probably haven't blown any mm-hmm. paint through that thing in years. But there's something about having that traditional airbrush there that's comforting to me. Because I can really do the effects a whole lot easier on Photoshop. And there's no cleanup. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. Right. And I've been playing around with the Copic Airbrush, the way you put the markers in, you airbrush it for backgrounds and stuff. And that's cool, especially with Copic, because you can rebuild the markers. Um, but, yeah, I get to play around with probably a lot more tools than most people because I experiment with them, and then we decide if we're going to sell them over at Blue Line. So that's sort of fun, too.
1: Right. Um, how often does the stuff from your carry, from your travel art stuff, get in with your art stuff, or is that is it all the same stuff? It's all stuff? the same stuff.
0: I have a, a, a two-drawer cabinet stuff. that sits to the right of my art table when it's set up, and this box sits on top mm-hmm. of that, so I can just pull the drawers out, and it's right there when I need it. So, um, actually, it's sort of funny because night for last i was inking some pieces and i pulled out a bottle of ink and i had barely little ink and i have none here at the house where in the past right. all i had to do is walk out to the blue line store and grab a bottle of ink so i was like oh crap yeah, i gotta grab some ink next time over at the offices so i gotta run out there tomorrow for a lunch meeting so i had to grab me some bottles of inks but um yeah it's all the same i'll use the same uh Quills, pens, no. brushes, whiteout, that's all in that box. I'm all, so they're all the same ones I use all the time I'm comfortable with. Um, I usually don't travel with markers. I don't do colors out at shows and stuff like that. I don't know why. Right. I guess I'm not comfortable yet enough doing them. Um, I might have to play with it a little bit and see. If I do, then I'll have to get another art box. Or carry some basic markers.
1: Yeah. What about you, Bill? Do you have a travel set of stuff, or
2: do you, uh, do you take no, art on the boat it, at all? Well, I don't anymore. Um, right. I mean, I carry the box but sometimes, uh-huh. but I may ha- leave it in the car. More often, I'll leave it in the car because I won't do stuff at a show or whatever. So. Right. I just don't, There's just too much going on to, you know, for me to do that, but... Uh, it's all the same. It's all and it's it looks like a big. Actually, I have a fishing tackle box mm-hmm. that it's bigger than that, and I may move everything into that. Just everything into that. But I have some things sitting around my drawing table that just won't fit into the box, the art box. So it'll all be the same. Way. Right.
0: Something we haven't talked about, and I get yelled at every once in a while, is paper. How to store your paper when you're not using it, especially when you buy it in bulk. And oh, yeah. some things to remember is, is one, always leave it flat. Don't stand it up on its edges, either the long edge or short edge. It will curl on you. And two is leave it wrapped because paper is like a sponge, and it will suck up moisture. will not cause you trouble so much on the penciling, but on the inking when the paper sucks up the moisture, it will give you fits and cause it to spread. So um, right. always leave it bagged or if it comes shrink-wrapped. You know, try to keep the shrink wrap or rebag it. It doesn't matter. Put it in a uh a uh, airtight container. Um I have some large uh twelve by eighteen containers that I keep some my Strathmore in. Um I know a lot of people don't think about it because they buy their Strathmore pads and that and they're padded, they're not shrink they're not bagged, they're not but that paper sucks moisture. You gotta understand Strathmore doesn't care. You know, you bought their product. Where blue line we bag it because we know that you don't you're not going to use all those pages in one setting or two settings. Um, yeah. You're going to use them over time, and you want to try to keep to keep it as dry as possible. So, I've seen people use a hair dryer. So hey, maybe you need to add a hair dryer to your studio. Um, take a hair dryer and uh, Scott McDaniel is the first one I think I ever seen that do this and take a hair dryer over the whole pencil piece to pull some of the moisture out of it before he inks it. And uh, I've actually done that, some paper that's been laying around. It helps. So uh, add a hairdryer to your studio, definitely. There you yes. go. But other than that, yeah, you know, set up your tools and your supplies and store them however best. You know, always clean them, but as you should know, if you're illustrators. Except for your mouse, I guess. <laughs> Don't need to put it away.
1: Well, depending on the age of your mouse, you may have to clean that, too, if you're still... Track rocking the ball. old uh, trackball, yeah. yeah. We had
0: one at the office that's in the shipping department, and I had to clean it out the other day. I was laughing because I can't believe we're still using this thing. But cool, guys. I think we um, I think we hit on a few things that might help some people on, on uh, building a studio. Uh,
1: I think yeah. so, and if anybody uh, can think of something that we might have missed, uh, which, you know, potentially there may be a yep. lot, make sure that you
0: let us know. Yep. And the email is at podcast at sketchmagazine.net. Um, John, you had some email?
1: I did have a couple of emails from a few of our listeners. And uh, before I get into those, I want to thank everyone who listens and especially all you folks that take the time to write us. Uh, first off, uh, we got a thanks back from Yitzie Hayes for... Uh, I ran his uh, his tutorial uh, a couple of days ago, so he thanked us for that. He thanks for the mention on the podcast, and uh, I mentioned to him um, a, a few things that he could work on to make his work even better. And he was very appreciative of that. Uh, beyond that, I have a question that might be up you gentlemen's alley. Uh, we have a A person named Kevin Darter here, he says he loves uh, Sketch Magazine and watches the posts daily. He's been reading and listening or watching uh, for about six months, and he says his knowledge base on making comics has grown exponentially. But what he needs to know is, um, he says, well, comics are made of various styles of lined artboard. But how are those lines used to format the comic page? He asked if I could find a tutorial, a video tutorial, which I haven't had a great deal of luck yet, but perhaps we can give him some verbal information on how that works out.
0: Okay. Oh, what does he mean by the lines? I mean the borders of the panels?
1: Perhaps. I think he's asking, uh, you know, how... Uh, the blue line paper will come pre-bordered and with pre-indications of where to put
0: panels. the standard.
1: I think he's asking how how you use the borders of the paper, how you use... Because there's a series of lines on the paper. There's an outer line, an inner line. You have indications of potentially where to put other lines. I think what he's asking is how... How to go ahead and build a page right. using that kind of paper? Okay. Uh, you know, uh, you might need to get sort of technical and. I don't think so. Put on your paper creation yeah. hat and go. Okay, this line is this. That line is that. And you know, well, I,
0: I, a lot of people get confused with this, and I think they're just overthinking it. But um, on the borders, you have the copy box, which is the center box. That is what we call a safe area. Anything you definitely do not want to lose because either of a bad scan or a bad crop when it was stripped into the printing job should be safe. And um, if you only want to draw a traditional panel, a traditional nine-panel page or six-panel page, and you don't want to do anything bleeding or trimmed off, just use that set of borders, the interior borders. That's it. Okay. Now the trim came along once Marvel and DC decided that all these artists were drawing some really cool stuff and expanding it off the page. And then we had a lot of artists come in and ask us, you know, we want this you know, full trim, you know, full bleed. We call it full trim, not bleed, page. That's when we created the one that has the copy area in the safe area in the middle, then it has a trim box. And you want to draw if you want the image to be cut off, you want to draw control up to and a little past that area. And the image will be cut off upon um, being stripped in or scanned, however you're going to be printed. As far as using the hash marks, it's really up to you if you want to use the hash marks as far as the panel layouts. Most people really sit down and rough up a page and they decide where the, the panels are going to fall and... Not too often do they use the hash marks, really. They might use the ones running up and down from top to bottom more than they use the ones going across, across the page um, just to get three identical um, areas across a page. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people sort of get confused of the copy area, the safe area, and the trim area. And, and like I said, the copy area is just where you want, you want to keep your balloons within this, your word balloons within that area. If you want it to bleed off, you need to extend your artwork. Yeah, we get asked that a ton in Blue Line. It probably is going to be one of the earlier video tutorials that I create is to show them exactly how to use it and then what it looks like reduced down to print.
1: Right. And, um. That, that made me think of a uh-huh. question. Um, if you're creating your own panels, yes. I mean, probably someone who is just starting out might feel like they need to go safe and do, you know, very regimented, mm-hmm. you know, the same size panels uh, in every on every page or whatever. Right. Um, how, uh, you know... How would you look at that? How would you address that? Is it is it wise to play it safe? Or are you kind of shooting yourself artistically in the foot doing it that no, way?
0: I think every project, it depends on your project or what you're doing. If you're doing a traditional comic and you're wanting to uh, stay traditional, you know, one panel, four panel, six panel, nine panel. No, there's nothing wrong with that at all. It's more important that you tell a great story with your art, back it up with well written word balloons and information, than the layouts. If the layout is a standard nine panel page layout, um, and you, you've got great artwork and great story, then nobody's going to care. It's what you design, it's what you're telling. Um, if you want to take advantage of the trim and say the top half of this is this great big explosion and a fight scene and it's all going off all three all three sides actually it's going off all four sides but then across the bottom you want to drop in three traditional panels to move the story on use those three traditional panel hashes do it It, it, it'll work for you um... it's just there to speed things up most of that came back from the old days of studios cranking out books and they wanted the hash marks there so all they had to do is you know this is nine panel page boom 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 here's nine panel page drawing the pictures um and and that's that's where it really came from um some of the artists use it like i said some of the artists might use one or two of the panels on a page and the rest they create themselves there's no right or wrong and that's why i really try to tell people draw what you want to draw write what you want to write use the page as a guide to keep you from not drawing all this detail off that's going to get cut off or place that word balloon and why it's so important i know your word balloon 99 percent of the time nowadays not going to be on that original artwork but what that will show you is don't get that head too close to the top of the board of of your panel border so you can't fit a word balloon in there when you scan it Move your figures down to allow enough room across the top of your panel or to the left or right of your panel to allow for word balloons. So always be thinking about that. So um, I, There's been a few times I've looked at boards, and you could tell they didn't they, – they drew it, they spent a lot of time on it, but they didn't allow enough room for the for the word balloons to tell the story, and that's something you've really got to do. Right. Um, and that's sort of where the safe area comes in on it. But, yeah, I mean, they're there as a guide. They're not telling you this is the only way to do it. You know, as a reader, as a fan of comics, I want to see great artwork. I want to read a great story.
1: Well, Bill, from a, from an inker standpoint, how do you feel about formatting? I mean, do you get bored when you get 20 pages of nine panels per page? Or is that, uh, you know, is that just par for the course?
2: No, it kind of depends. The, the first book I did with Bob was dead kid and Joe crony um, had done a lot of that in some places uh, Tom and Mary Beerbaum had worked with Keith Giffen who really utilized mm-hmm. that a lot
1: yeah and I was thinking of
2: that the, some of my inking sample pages you know, which I got pencil stuff courtesy of Tom and Mary long mm-hmm. way back in the day mm-hmm. uh, are on my DeviantArt page and you know for a while it's, it's fun It actually, you know, being small panels, boom, one was done. It was a sense of accomplishment to get one panel done, and then I could move on to the next. So it was incremental. It was, to me, Now to have a whole book like that, I don't know, to be honest. But, I mean, really, I've I've, I've made so many different formats at this point. It really does, you know, it's it's all comics, so it's all good for me.
1: Right. Well, that... You know, Bob was talking a lot about, you know, a good story and stuff. I've never really asked you this before. When you are inking uh, a page, are you even paying attention to the story? Or are you, uh, you know, just very caught up in the actual mechanics of the artwork?
2: Well, it can be both. Um, With, say, for Dead Kid, uh, again, Tom and Mary would make a point to send me a copy of the script so that I knew what was going on. Uh, Cause it would be lettered after you know I turned it in, and mm-hmm. uh yeah, you know, I would read the script and, I, and it would help explain some things and it would bring some things out that may not have been you know, yeah you know, I mean you can look at a panel and, and tell, but maybe you want to punch up a certain thing a little bit more right, so it, for me it helped uh, to know those details
0: i I know for me, it helps to know what the story is, especially the emotions and stuff that's going on'cause um Believe it or not, anchors aren't tracers, and uh, right. we do add shadows, texturing uh, we can add mood to a panel if we feel like it needs to be a little darker or if we need to pick up a light source because of a time of day that the stories predict you know saying so it, it really helps yeah. to know what's going on in those panels not even you don't really need to know exactly what the word balloons are going to be. But if you know what's going on, it helps some. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, I think that's true for colorists oh, as yeah. well. You know, it always helps to know to know at least basically what time of day you're looking at, what uh, you know, what the ambient light of any given area is. It's uh, it's more than a little difficult to try to
2: color something when you have no clue what's what's actually going on. Oh yeah. But well, yeah. Yeah, I've seen coloring samples off the same page. I think I did a, I was doing a portfolio review, and I think it was two friends, and they they both almost had picked two different kinds times of day, so they mm-hmm. their lighting source was different. the um, The sunlight was hitting in a different spot, so it was it brought out different things in each one. I'm not saying right. it, either one was right at that point, but um, I mean because they were both. Decent colorist but they had just had a different take because they didn't have a story to go with it. So um, now, had they had the script, I, they would probably have you know, been more closely aligned. But right, so no, it does help. I think you can. All right. I think you can have, and you know, I don't think you can have too much information on that, really. Right. As far as that goes, so. But you can definitely have too little. Yes.
1: So. Uh, right. Yes. So, thanks a lot, Kevin, for uh, that question. I hope that helped, and uh, I am still on the lookout for a video tutorial for you as well, or maybe we'll luck out and Bob will have his (laughs) done soon. So, uh, the other piece of mail I got is from um, an artist named Ted Woods. Uh, He states that he's a comic book artist. Uh, Sadly, I haven't figured out what he works on yet, but uh, I'm still looking for that. Uh, He does say that he will meet us at Detroit Fan Fair this Halloween when Mm. uh, Bob and I show up there, and uh, he's given us a link to his uh, blog page where he does a number of tutorials. Uh, The blog itself is called Do the Art of Size, and you can find it at tedwoodsart.blogspot.com. Uh, You can also find his work at our Dante Reader. That's what that says, Dante Com. And uh, from what I've seen of his work in the brief time I've had a chance to look at it, it's very impressive. So thanks for that piece
2: of mail, Ted. That's all from my mailbag (laughs) today.
0: What's going on over at the forums, Bill?
2: I mean, really, after the last couple podcasts, I mean, somebody said, you know, don't make them so long because there's so much good stuff that it's, you know, it's hard to keep up with all that, I guess. But, you know, it's it's been very positive. And like I said last week, each podcast has its own thread. So that's now seven, eight different threads you can respond to and tell us what you think, good or bad. But um, it's a way to jump in there and start talking about the things or ask questions about things that, you know, maybe we didn't cover or, something that sparks something in you that okay i never thought of that
0: cool so sounds cool and over on the blog john no um you've you've got a, a couple new posts
1: yep indeed um going in descending order i have an interview with animator chris battle who worked on samurai jack uh Powerpuff Girls Dexter's Laboratory um he originally worked for Hanna-Barbera Studios uh and then moved on to uh the newer uh I can't remember the name of the studio that does all those right. but uh it grew out of Hanna-Barbera so uh he jumped over to that and uh just an interview of how he got started how uh he became a character designer and animator. So, you know, just showing people the avenues that uh, are open. It's not all about creating comics. There's a lot of potential avenues for people to display their artwork. Let's see. After that, I uh, found a little tutorial on turning your sketch into a comics mm-hmm. panel. Um, everybody sketches doodles, you know, even if you don't call yourself an artist. I dare say you've caught yourself doodling in the middle of a boring meeting or a boring phone call or, uh, you know, hopefully not in the middle of a sketch podcast. Uh But but this uh, tutorial tells you how to take your random sketch and add the specifics of the comic panel that will make it appear to be from a comic. So. Mm -hmm. Check that out. It's a lot easier to listen to than it is for me to explain it. Um, I did find one, and it's not quite what uh, our, our letter writer was looking for, but I did find one tutorial on how to create panels. Um, it's it's not quite what he wanted, but as close as I got so far. Uh, from the folks over at iPaint Girls, they're always a good... They're always definitely a good uh, source for that, and um, this is mostly creating your panels in Photoshop, right. so not so much, you know, hand-on-paper. Right. And then – You uh,
0: know,
1: something chitar- on that that I just no, thought of? Yeah. Is if
0: you, And sort of a combination of things. If you do a lot of sketches, especially if you're doing sketch layouts of your page, like you're doing different panels mm-hmm. – which may be cool is have a template in Photoshop that's the same size as your art paper. Drop in your right. sketches for each panel. Crop them, you know, and rough them out into panels. And that's going to give you right. the size of your panels when you start to draw. One, it's going to keep a lot there of draw go. lines and sketch lines off your original artwork. Um, it, it's, it's a sort of a pre-step pre, pre step up to uh, doing your layouts. It might even be something that you print off and then you trace over onto your originals, you know, onto your, right. onto your board. So, uh, yeah, I might have to try that.
1: That's a good idea. Um, let's see. How to draw comic style women. Um, I can't, you know, I try to throw at least one thing on drawing women in as often as I can because... It is the one thing that I see people messing up more often than anything else. There are people who are masters at drawing big, muscular guys, gigantic robots, monsters. Can't draw a woman to save their (laughs) life. But women in comics are a necessary part. Oh, yeah. You you know, unless your comic is Land of the Dudes... (laughs) You know, you got to have women in your comic. And there is are very specific skills to drawing women. So, uh, you know, I try to pop one of those in as often as I can, and I did that as well. Uh, on the uh, fourth, that tutorial I mentioned from Yitsi Hayes, mm-hmm. he's only 17, um, and, you know, with a few... With a few little touches here and there, I think he could, uh, I think he could potentially, uh, you know, be working for someone. So. Sounds cool. Uh, uh yeah, I put his thing up, and I uh, think that takes care of it, because we're back to drawing Anakin Skywalker oh, yeah. after that. So. So I think that catches us cool. up.
0: Cool. Sounds good. Um, we're still working on the next art contest, right? We're gonna yeah. go live with that the prizes we talked about possibly like a rock band or something like that we have some videos coming in yeah okay so we'll, we'll hammer out the details and post it on the forums yeah we should
1: have people to... draw us podcasting or something
0: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and then guess what our studio looks like as we podcast
1: as yes. we podcast
0: yeah um cool um wrapping up sketch 40 it will be shipping next week. As always with this this magazine, is this issue is driving me crazy. Every step forward I take, I get knocked back fifteen. Um, but it, I was informed that it is rolling, so that's good. So and we're right behind it. It's preparing forty one, um, which is the Alex Ross issue. We don't have a set date. Our plan is from once forty one hits is to roll this out every sixty days. So we're going to be announcing some interviews here in the future. You know what, Bill, I was thinking about it. I'm going to mention this guy's name right here. He's a friend of ours, Gary Barker. Mm -hmm. Um, He was on Facebook the other night talking about how he was drawing um, Garfield strips, and he's he's been at Paul's. I think we need to do a feature on Gary. We've known him for years and years, done shows with him. The fact that he's back drawing the strips. And that he's worked in a studio atmosphere. But, yeah, Gary's a great guy. So, let's talk to Gary about getting him on. Yep. Schedule him up. See if he would yeah. do it for us. Gary is Yes, awesome. he is. And I think he could share a lot. And that's what he does. He teaches, too, correct?
2: Yes. Teaches at Ringling uh, in right. Florida. Right. So. so.
1: It's a very popular school. Yes, it is. From when I worked in the high school, we got some great stuff from them. Really? So. Oh yeah yeah the, they would regularly send us uh, information on their college, mm-hmm. and I'm like wow to be you know to be a teenager again with the ability to go to a school like that that would be uh that would definitely be a dream right. and speaking of teaching, yes. mr. Nichols,
2: what is happening
1: yeah. on the comics mentor this week
2: last week I brought up the um one post was choose one Word that would sum you up now, and then some the next day was what would sum you up for the future. What one word for change, what would you like to be? And then uh, mostly it's just you know things about encouraging, think about your where you are now and where you want to be, and what would it take to get you there. You know, that's basically the gist of the last few days. So there's more of that. I mean, I I run into that a lot, and uh, artists being the tortured souls that they are some of them Mm -hmm. including me you know you just need encouragement or you just need to uh take stock of where you are and you know have a goal have several goals and shoot for them i mean you don't have to hit every one but uh have have a plan to move forward with whatever project or uh the next step in your comics evolution or your Writing evolution, maybe you know, move on to children's books, say, or something. But that's pretty much what it is. It's it's moving forward and just being encouraging, the mentor that I am.
0: Yes, you are. Yes,
1: artists are self-deprecating. You're saying no. The devil you are. Some. The trick is
0: try to produce something, something every day, and and we can't do it, but we try. And as as you try to achieve that, then you're trying to move forward, and Mm -hmm. every. Little thing you produce, whether it's a sketch on a napkin or it's a completed page, you are getting better. You're developing. Uh, you're working stuff out. Because of what recently changes in my work schedule, and I'm planning on doing a lot more artwork, I find myself doodling a lot more. I'm sitting in the living room with the kids and everything. I a piece of envelope there. Ah, sucker, you're mine. And I'll doodle on back of that envelope, you know. Every step forward is, is a completion of trying to get better and better, and you never know what becomes of it. But, Bill, you, you've inspired me a few times in the past couple of years okay. of uh, moving businesses and everything, you know? So, And we got to get that new Comics Mentor logo up, too.
2: Yeah.
1: Ooh, there's a new logo?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Bob. Bob came up with one for me. I just have to figure out how to put it well, up. Well,
0: we'll talk about that. Nice. I'm still working on trying to get sketchmagazine.net. That seems to be my home right now. Updated. I threw some buttons right. on there the other day, and um, just getting prepared for the uh, weekly post and then the reviews and everything. It's just right now. I'm still working on a lot of details, so I, I'm not being able to spend as much time as I like to. But it, it is on the schedule. It will be updated and you guys need to contribute to it too. So, but um yeah, that seems to be the place I'll be hanging out for the moment until more of the creative stuff is cranking.
1: All right. And uh anything uh anything new you'd
0: like to add about Clay's way? Well, I have Well, th- this is sort of the thing that I ran into this week. I last weekend the family was gone, I cranked, I inked five strips, two posters, a podcast pinup. up so I thought, yeah, we'll go live this week. Guess what? Life. Just put it <laughs> all on the brakes. Um,
1: Life my and wife truth.
0: came back from an outing with the boys at church camp, and she's sick. She's very sick. We spent half the day today at the doctor's and her getting a scan, so now she's on antibiotics and stuff like that. And so here I thought we would actually be live today with it, I haven't had a chance to color it or scan it. So there again, life gets in the way, but I will spend the time over the next few days getting it prepared and setting a launch date at that point. The concept is to be two to three okay. weeks ahead on the strips. Jackie and I, we usually meet on Wednesdays, but because new comic book days is Thursday this week, because the holiday, we'll be meeting tomorrow. And when we do that, we usually create, a few strips, a few pin-ups, um, icon images, one icon Im- images. Bill and I worked over the weekend on the um, community area of it. And, Bill, my mm-hmm. wife's going to go over that and make suggestions mm-hmm. as far as um, okay. cat- categories and forums. And we, we know Yeah, it. she'd be awesome at that. And yeah. we know it, we'll be tweaking it as we go. But Jackie's going to create an image for that. And one thing about the community to me was, and building it, was this is a place to go and get information, get knowledge, get, you know, share, and get security. So an idea I had was a shot of clay. And Pan is an imaginary character. He's a big panda bear. But in real life, he's a, well. Mm-hmm. in real life on the strip, when mom and dad's around, um, he's a stuffed animal. So the concept was a waist-high shot of clay squeezing the stuffed animal Pan for security blanket. And, you know, looking back at the reader. And there's, like, come here and, and, you know, get your pan, get your hug, and get information. That's what we're hoping to do with this community. You know, there's nobody bankrolling that who wants to sell you an ad, who wants you to take their drugs, I mean, nothing like that. This is a place to come and share. So uh, Bill's been really helped me a lot because he ran the original sketch boards when they were afterburn. And uh, it's sort of these are much more upgraded boards from that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But, yeah, I'm looking you – know, I had hoped to say, oh, next week or this week, it's probably two weeks because, you know, these podcasts take time and and there's other commitments yep. that now, because I ran short on this deadline, these other commitments got to come. And I truly want two or three weeks. So once we launch it, we don't miss any updates. I'm just like this podcast. Right. We've gone our way several times to make this podcast to make sure it it's on Monday. Uh, I might be Monday at two minutes to midnight, but it's hit on Monday, you know. So and that's important. Yeah. So. And yes, printing of the magazine will be that important also. I know most people are going. Well, why don't you get off your butt and get the actual magazine printed? (laughs) Um, There's a lot of factors that's involved in that, and a lot of business. But um, it takes time. Children taking on that on my shoulders again. And it will be out. Right. All right, so.
1: and um, through the magic of podcasting, uh, you saw us yes. all this past weekend at the well. Not all of us, sadly. Uh, Mister Nichols was unable to make it, but you saw you saw Bob and I and the crew from Comic Related, and many other people at the Champion City Con, and you found us delightful. <laughs> but if you did not have the chance to come to the Champion City Con, please make every effort to come to the Cincinnati Comic Con, which will be on the 18th, yes. which should be the Saturday after this podcast right. airs. So uh, come and check it out. Uh, we'll All be three there. of us. All three of us yes. will be there. Uh, we will be in, around, or at least adjacent to the blue line mm-hmm. skystorm studios
0: related. it's going to be there so.
1: and comic related mm-hmm. tables will we'll be somewhere in that general area just just yell for us and we'll turn around <laughs> and uh we'll be we'll be glad to talk to you and you can let us know what you think of us good or bad
0: hopefully good hopefully yes. good
1: as I said, you found us delightful Champion City. You'll love us to death Cincinnati. at Cincinnati Comic
0: Yes. Okay, how they get a hold of you, John?
1: Uh, well, as always, the multiple ways. You can get a hold of me at john at net. You can get a hold of me at john at comicrelated.com. You can also go to the reply section of the sketch magazine blog and leave replies to the individual videos Uh, haven't gotten a lot of those yet would like to see some so go check that out Um, let me know what you like what you don't like uh, what you would like to see and hopefully I can uh, accommodate you that's it for me
2: Bill Um, comicsmentor.com and also the comic related uh, forum I'm usually there, and I've gotten you know several contacted uh, contacts through that, I'm just about the podcast and other stuff in general, too. So it's a good place to hang out, so I do.
0: Um, you can uh, contact me over at bluelinepro.com. Um, you can catch me on Facebook at uh, Robert W. Hickey, or you can catch me over at Sketch Magazine for the moment and claysway.com, hopefully within the next week or so.
1: Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next week.
0: Take care.